Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Today we have a special guest. This woman is doing something new that it's dear to my heart. It should be dear to us all. Kalita Harris is the owner of Real to Real Productions. She received a vision to start her own production company while attending the University of South Carolina. She is a producer director of the documentary series entitled No Address, which depicts the criminalization of homelessness and how communities across the country can implement proven practical solutions to this growing epidemic. Her other credits include script supervisor and editor for a drama series entitled The Hard Pass and producer for the 1960s film Through Her Eyes, which has won various awards in the film market. Kalita, welcome aboard Politics and Right. Greetings. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be back on your program. Look, let me tell you, I'm excited to have you because I tell you something. I got an email and um, a GoFundMe email for this thing. And then before I realized it was coming from you, I was like, wow, great concept. I'm like, wait, that is Kalita. That's putting this together. I mean, you've, you've gone throughout this country. You have done a lot of interviews with, you don't call them the homeless. Tell me what you call them. The unsheltered. Why do you do that? Because homeless has such a stigma to it. When you think homeless, you think, Ugh, you know, it's right. like you're not even a part of society. You're just, you know, something that's not human. So the unsheltered is just people without homes. And that can include anyone. And, you know, from our first interview, that was one of the concepts that most stuck to me when mm -hmm. you started to when you started to really give a meaning to what the condition really was what society has done to people. Homelessness, you, as you said, is dreadful. Unsheltered means something that has to be fixed. Yes. And, you know, and, and I really, really enjoyed that. Now, before we get into your new project, tell me a little bit about your successes with um, the No Address. Successes with No Address. I'm just excited that the Columbia series version has just taken off. We are in six virtual theaters across the country. Now we're down to two because their run has, has gone. It was like a 30 day to 60 day run, but they have done so well. Great feedback from the community. People want to get involved. Like what's the change? So that's why I created this foundation because I, if people are looking to me for answers or to want to help, I need to be able to provide them with something because I can't just say, hey, go to your continuum of cares or go to, you know, your city council person because you're just going to get the runaround. So it's going to take us to be the change we want to see. So I want to be able to create that platform for someone to say, hey, I want to get involved and then show them the next steps to get involved. So now I am creating. Wait, the wait, wait, wait. I don't want you to go to the creating yet. We we're going okay. to get there where okay. what i want you to do is tell our audience what uh, a little bit about no address though what it is that you did that gives you that uh that gives you now the gravitas to do what you are going to be doing in this new project because uh, you know i see uh kalita a whole lot of um foundations and i see a lot of nonprofits, and they go out and do things right they're, they're good at heart. They know what they want to do and they see things on the external and they know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. What I love about 
the project that you're doing is you went and in, engaged yourself with these people. You, you became a part of these people as you did what? Tell us a little bit about No Address. So No Address, for the people that do not know, it's I started back in 2013. So this was a seven year project. It became my life, you know? So I was in my downtown office and I read in the newspaper that Columbia City Council wanted to do something about their homeless issue. And it was appalling when I read it because they had three options. And one was just to leave town, go to a shelter on the outskirts of town or be subject to arrest if you're caught on the streets. And these ordinances are just like loitering, panhandling, sitting on a bench, lying on a bench, you know, just things where they just don't want your face to be seen or they want to keep the beautification of these business districts, you know. So I was like, well, I have a production company. I was doing more marketing videos, live events, things like that. And I said, well, I have all the tools. Let me go ahead and start documenting what's around me. And that's how it started. I would communicate with these humans all the time because most people you know, congregate downtown and I don't look at human beings as their situation. You know what I mean? It's how you treat me, how we treat each other. So I was, I'm an empath. So I'm like, what if that were me? And I had to leave town and I had to disappear. Where would I go if I had nowhere to go? You know what I mean? And don't just tell me to go to a shelter when I should be able to have that option, you know? So that's when I started documenting this and I just connected with these beautiful spirits. Like someone said, like these probably are our ancestors from other, you know, dimensions <laughs> coming back to this planet, you know? So I'm like, you treat people the way you want to be treated. So I have really, like a, some of them have, you know, left this planet and I was there in the hospital room when they did. So I made a strong connection with these people. And now I'm like, their voices need to be heard on so many levels. So it was just, it started in South Carolina. Then I went to North Carolina. Then I went to LA, then Atlanta. So it is just blossomed into this documentary, you know, and now I am doing Atlanta. So the goal is to have that done by the end of this year. And then I'm gonna put it down and focus on the future and the vision that's been given to me. And your vision, as I understand it, starts with uh, this foundation that you're starting to fund via GoFundMe. And like I said, when I saw that, it was like, great. She's taking it. And I didn't know it was you at first <laughs> until I said, wait, Kalita, oh, okay. Uh, it's you're taking it to the next level. In other words, you've learned a lot and you yes. decided to, do something you know we always talk about uh, those of us that do a lot of talking right what kind of actions that uh, are, are we going to put against that and i you know when i'm being introspective i do the same what am i okay i do a lot of talking we do a lot of talking how do we actually make that fundamental difference in people's lives for the things that we talk about that we know need to get done you're doing that you are doing that and i think that is so so Important. So I am here to talk about the ultimate goal, which is to obtain land to build sustainable communities for the unsheltered. So what does that look like? That looks like all of this. It can be one acre, two acres, five acres, 50 acres. It doesn't matter. We can just build on the land whatever we want. And that is affordable, sustainable living, which can be tiny homes, container homes, 
steal homes. We want to have wraparound services, all of these things on the land to provide for those that are without homes. And it doesn't make sense that millions of Americans do not have shelter or food. So we want to add agriculture and organic farming to the land as well for self-sustainability. So no one has to worry about getting a job anymore. We can have entrepreneurs making money through agriculture. So we want to create all of this on the land and we need your support. We need your donations. We need your organizations, even the people boots on the ground. We want to provide that foundation for you all. So let's collaborate. And it's going to take us to be the change that we want to see. So please tell me your project uh, that, that, that you're funding right now. So I was like you with the nonprofits. I don't know if I want to go that route. I don't know. You know, I just want to, you know, just make connections and create some change within the policies that are going on. Because a lot of people, you know, unless you're a big organization, address this issue on, you know, on a political scale, if you will. So I've tried. I have spoke with <laughs> council people. I have spoke with that. But it's just the dead end. It's not going anywhere. So I'm like. Well, how can I tell people to get involved with politics when it's not going anywhere? And I, like I say, it's been a century, <laughs> over a century to get this right. And now something has to be done. Something different has to be done or just something has to be done. I don't even know if anything has really been done. You know, it's more of a band-aid that people are doing. So right now, housing is a human right. And I feel like what we're going to create with the No Address Foundation is villages. We want to have villages for the unsheltered. At first, when I used to talk about this, you know, I had critics and like, oh, you can't just put people there. You're, you're isolating them or you're going to do this. Or you're going to do that. And now you see all of these communities are popping up doing the same thing. So, you know, it takes one to do it and then everybody will jump on board, right? So I am creating this village. I had the vision to have like steel homes or tiny homes or container homes, whichever one, you know, just for self-sustainability because steel homes and container homes can withstand hurricane five, I mean, category five hurricanes. So I wanna have land, that's the first step is getting the land. So it can be an acre, five acres, 50 acres, whatever. You can donate the land if you'd like, but my goal, I've already picked out the land where I want it and everything. So I'm raising funds to get the land. And then on top of that, put the housing, then have wraparound services, medical clinics, you know, then agriculture on top of that. So people can actually become entrepreneurs through agriculture. So you don't have to beg for a job because you're going to be self-sustainable with food and capital and also like carpentry all of the domestic type jobs that aren't really being fulfilled anymore but a lot of the unsheltered have those skills when it comes to it because half i would say in columbia a lot of those columbia south carolina a lot of those buildings were done by the unsheltered through day labor programs and things so they're putting their work so if you didn't have them you wouldn't have this infrastructure you know so i say let me take all of your skills and we're going to build on this land whatever we want you know so i want i'm calling on nonprofits, grassroots organizations that want to sit at the table that keep begging to be at the table on the boardrooms and having these conversations forget about that I want to be like, hey, you come to our table and you can provide all of your resources 
right there on the land. So that's my goal is to start in Columbia and then wherever the universe takes it, I'm willing to go. Well, you know, I, I think it's a great idea. You know, I just got to write in my book, um, How to Make America Utopia. And yeah, the, yeah and, and, but the thing about it, it's, it's it, it, what I, I'm calling it the unfinished book, right? And mm -hmm. the reason why is I think I'm going to attach it to a site where we can learn from people like you. In other words, I, I, I've, I expressed the, the, po the, the political environment that have things screwed up as they are today and some solutions that government can provide. And what I like about your solution is you are also providing, not to absolve the government from what they must do, but you're also providing a solution uh, that's coming from, we are going to use our blood, sweat and tears to do something and not lift ourselves up by our bootstraps. That's a silly statement that we've learned to say, but mm -hmm. actually together build something that is ours, that isn't, that isn't something that was afforded us, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I love what you're doing and um, I, I want, and I hope that by us giving exposure to you by whatever other exposure you can get, that that can come to fruition because I would like nothing more than to uh, either fly up to Georgia or get on my bike and do a, uh, you know, a cycle into Georgia and see your community as you build it out there and show people that, you know what, many people care and this can be done. Yes, and through these platforms, and I give thanks for you, like people are starting to come together. I'm connecting with some beautiful humans that are on the same mission, you know? So I'm like, let's not try to do everything individually. Let's collaborate because, you know, <laughs> we can get things done. Not only that, you use, you use the best out of everybody. Like I said, um, you know, I read your document. The first, the first thing I did was, like I told you, I, the, the first time we spoke, I learned about the difference in homelessness and the unsheltered. You know, you know, there are certain things that when it hits you, you never forget, right? <laughs> and that was like, oh, okay, that is how we need, that's the viewpoint that we need to have on that. And, you know, moving on, learning from your experiences that you show in your video, what these, a lot of these people could be us. So right. people don't realize that. And let's talk about this, the moratoriums. Oh, moratorium. tell, tell America about that because what happens is people don't under people think, oh, we're recovered. Right. They don't understand that a lot of people that even right now are employed, they are in dire straits. Explain explain the monitorium, uh, the, uh, the monitorium to them. So the moratoriums was enacted, federal moratoriums were enacted in March of 2020. So let's imagine if someone did not pay their rent April of 2020, they can still stay in their homes, but it's been documented when the moratoriums are lifted, you have to pay all that back. And then that's when the court cases start, you know? So you're looking at a year and a half worth of, you know, that can be $10,000, $20,000 that people owe if they had if they lost their job and couldn't pay for anything, only just food, clothing, you know? So now last week, no, not last week. Yes, last week they had lifted the moratoriums because they said it's unconstitutional. The CDC had these moratoriums. It wasn't right. anymore. But now the DOJ 
the Department of Justice is appealing it. I think so, that the, the judge put a stay on the order, so it, we're still a little bit okay. We're still there, so they're appealing it. So you still have to go through the process. So they'll probably go into court next week. But now there there are 18 states that have their own moratoriums, so they're kind of protected. You know those states, and it's really just the big states. So a lot of these smaller states aren't. They may have to. They're starting the eviction process. So now they're projecting about 40%, if everything goes the way they're going, they're projecting 40% of people being unsheltered. That's amazing. So what is America really gonna look like? So that's why I say stop the judgment, stop all of this, bring awareness to this issue because it can be your friend, your cousin, your neighbor at this point. Then now you may want to have a voice and say, oh, this is just not right. This is so inhumane. And this is, yeah. And then a lot of those people that may end up on the streets don't know about the criminalization laws, right? And these ordinances that what they do, if they even sleep in their car, they can get arrested or get a citation. So it's all about educating first. And I say the solution to that is just do a clean slate, wipe out all of it from the banks to the tenant, start over. You know what I mean? And, you know, you know, a lot of people don't understand an economic system isn't divine. It was created by man. And notice I said it created by man. And yes. I really mean literally man. So we, yes. we, 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 if, if we had systems created by more folk, including women, et cetera, the economic system would look completely different than what we have today. Kalita, please tell our audience how they can be a part of your project, a project that is well-deserving of everyone's support. Well, you can get involved. You can contact me at noaddressdocumentary.com. I made the site where you can have everything on there. You could see the GoFundMe page, donate, get people involved, watch the documentary. Like I said, there's two more theaters that we're screening at. One is the Colonial Theater and one is the Guild Theater. And one's New Mexico and I believe California. Okay. <laughs> so many of them. Right. But after that, we're going to keep it on the site anyway, just as a hub to have a home for the documentary. So just to get involved, donate, listen to the podcast, you know, just educate yourself, have articles there, even other interviews. So it's a one-stop hub. So go to noaddressdocumentary.com. And then you can also follow us on our social media. IG is noaddressdoc, D-O-C. And Facebook is noaddressdocuseries. Even if you have to remember all that stuff, you don't have to worry because it will all be in the blog posts that goes along with this uh, particular program, you'll be on today. Look, let me tell you, Kalita, you are uh, an inspiration for what you're doing. Please continue doing what you're doing and please stay in touch and let us know how we can be of further assistance to your project. Folks, we're, we've just spoken to Kalita Harris, the owner of Real to Real Production and the director producer of... No Edges Documentary Series. And let me tell you, thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thank you so much. And I will, when we break ground, we'll do another interview. Absolutely so. All right. Thank you.
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.